All right, it's time for Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer from 41 Action News. He is Dion Clouseau of Preps KC. Wave Dion to the camera so they know you're there. Wave. I, if you didn't know, I'm Preps KC. I, I need a few more logos. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I dominate nine, the logo game. Parts of 10, no, parts of 11 logos with the helmet. Yes, I dominate the logo game, and I challenge anyone on on the when I go do Sunday sound off with you to try and come close. I don't think anybody can. No, nobody can. Nobody can. <laughs> the, the world headquarters there. Yes. Of, uh, Preps KC. Uh, nothing. Nothing but logos there. I just got. I just got one here on the lapel. That's, yeah. that's enough. For Good me. look. Yeah. A little exactly. warm fleece to keep you on a, on a cool day like today. Hey, it's fleece weather. Uh, at least for one more day, then it's going to go back to uh, fall weather uh, for Friday night football, which is cool. I know my son loved it last week because it was <laughs> finally football weather and he's carrying around a little more weight than the other guys. And so he felt, <laughs> he felt more refreshed with the overcast, with the, uh, with the cool air. And we're going to have that once again this week. Yeah. I feel bad for the two games on Thursday night, you know, the, yeah, right. the Blue Valley schools and you know, Blue Valley St. James and, and the other Blue Valley game are, are they've practiced all week long in cool and damp temperatures. And then they're going to get out there and it's going to be 80 and windy. So, uh, you know, it's, I always hearken back to a story from 1995, uh, covered a semifinal game between Oak Grove and Seneca that was in Seneca, Missouri. And, you know, I, I know that you being a, a uh, where you live and where we're from know that Seneca is basically Northwest Oklahoma. Uh, right. We left Blue Springs to go down to that game. And it was 22 degrees in Blue Springs. And at one o'clock in the afternoon in Seneca, it was 85. Yeah. And uh, and it had been very cold all week long in, in the 20s as a high. And those Oak Grove kids were puking their guts out at halftime because it was so hot. <laughs> they were not acclimated at all after, after practicing in frigid temperatures all week long. So anybody tells you there's plenty of weather to be had in the state of Missouri. And you go on one long football trace and, and, and you can go from yeah. Winter time to summertime in one day. Uh, northeast Oklahoma, if you want to be yes. geographically correct, it's uh, yes, but yeah, it's basically um, it's down there by Neosho and all those uh, all those uh, by the border down there yeah. by all those uh, Missouri towns. Um, well, cool that the weather is going to be cool yes. and cool too that we're uh, we're at the end of the regular season, right? Hey. Uh, every single year we kind of lament that uh, man, it's gone too far. I wish we had more weeks of the regular season. But I'm like, okay, we got here. I'm excited that, uh, that, that we're here. We, we survived this point. I was kind of doing the math in my head today, Dion. If you had to estimate the number of games percentage-wise that got played um, out of the pot that could have been played if it wasn't a COVID year, what would you say got played? 90%? Uh, yeah, probably, probably around 90. I mean, because, you know, if you, if, you, if you track on my site, we've got a, a neat little thing I never asked for, but my developer put in. When we changed over a couple of years ago, each week it says how many games there are each yes. week. And I think we yeah. started most weeks with anywhere from, if when both sides of the state line were playing, anywhere from 58, 59 to 62, 63. And they would get down to about 55, 56. So normal, normal, it's 58 or 59? Yes. And then okay. and yeah. this year, this is the way it was this year. And then, so we were losing five to six, sometimes seven, but then some weeks you only had one or two. Um, so I'd probably say about 90% at the, at the lowest, I would say 80, but I think that's much higher than, I think it's probably 85%. I'd have to go through yeah. and look at an original schedule to see because everything's changed so much over the last uh, eight weeks and still changing here in week nine. But uh, no, I, I think easily we got 85% in maybe 90. And I think that says a lot. I mean, it's a lot about people taking care of things and, uh, and, and making sure that they, they do quarantine when they did. And I think that says, there could have been a lot more if they did not follow protocols 
when they did have exposure or, or positive yeah. cases. Yeah, and I'm looking at it right now. Once Kansas started in week two, it was all fits. It's been all over 50 games per yes. week, um, all the way up to here, week nine, 51, 52, 56, 56 in weeks four and five, down to 53 and 60 in week six and seven, 54 last week. And then right now scheduled for, for 59 games, maybe the, 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 the biggest of the season, or rather, rather the most games of the season here in week nine, you cross your yeah. fingers on that one, but yeah, 85, 90%, I think, which is a great number. I think we all would have taken that number in the, in the preseason. And really we were talking before, is it just the KCK schools that, that, that aren't playing football in the metro area? In the metro area, that's as far as I can tell. Uh, there's nobody that's really – That's a shame. I've lo look, I hope Wyandotte County and KCK's proud of themselves because it's working all around them. <laughs> it's working. Yeah, I mean, the Turners and the Bishop Wards and all of them have played their games out of out – Hypers and outside. But yeah, basically, we have, we're talking about Schlegel, Washington, Wyandotte, mm -hmm. and Sumner. And Harmon. And Harmon, yeah. haven't played any of practice in some, so – you know, I, it, it's their decision and, and, you know, you back them up on that, but at the same time, it, I feel like they maybe could have gotten something done. Yeah. You know, Bonner and Piper are playing this week in Leavenworth, <laughs> Leavenworth high school, because they're not allowed to play in the, in the County. And uh, at one point the County had talked about forced quarantine of anybody who left and went and played a game someplace else mm -hmm. to which they were told by a judge is unenforceable because why are you hammering a football team? Because they went over to Baser and played a game, but yet if, you live in KCK and you go play golf in Johnson County. Right. As a, you're a regular citizen, there's nobody coming after you. Absolutely. I mean, so, I, you know, they they did, they backed off that, but then they said they still couldn't play. But, you know, an interesting th thing, one of our REMAX Big Three games on the Missouri side this week is Richmond and Lexington. And Lexington in first week of August was a team and a school that had canceled their fall sports. And the Lafayette County Health Department had suggested that, said that that's what should be done. So Lexington went ahead and formally canceled and then had to have a school board meeting to, to be able to get back in where the other Lafayette County schools kind of just held off. And then once yeah. the policy changed, kind of just went forward. And the funny thing about it is they're playing game nine. They got them Good. all in. That's great. <laughs> they had opponents that had to quarantine, but they got all of them in. Odessa didn't. Uh, that's in Lafayette County. Wellington Napoleon had to quarantine a couple of times. They didn't get all theirs in, 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 the, in their Lafayette County. I think Lafayette County High School also got all theirs in, but those two schools did while others did not. How, how, how many times have you yourself been a go-between uh, schools <laughs> for schools to, to get games uh, on game week whenever uh, the opponents have to back out? A little bit uh, here and there. Uh, I think maybe a little bit of Winnetonka and Harrisonville last week. Uh, some just different, you know, like, hey, check out this person. I'll, I'll give somebody, uh, you know, an, an email address or a, a telephone number and that kind of thing. And, and you know, even this week, uh, DeSoto's looking for a game. So I've been talking with some people on their staff and trying to help them out. But uh, I will tell you that the, the person who can give a, on the Kansas side, give a lot of credit to matching up games is Matt Gilmore, who runs kpreps.com. He has been in full matchmaker mode hmm. since week one. And he is he's putting together games. And I've helped him with some information on the Missouri side. And, you know, gotten some games, you know, like you know, uh, St. Michael played Labette County last week, yeah. um, which was a good game for St. Michael. I mean, that's a, a class 4A school in, in Kansas, and that was a good – they lost, but it was a good win for them – or a good game for them to play. So, it we've seen – we've seen what could be when you schedule and you're not locked into a conference and you've either got more non-conference ability or the ability to schedule your own games, that teams that want to play each other that are good will play each other. 
Yeah. Shawnee Mission Northwest has gone out and played Aquinas, and now they're going to play Meage. Um, Mill Valley has gone out and grabbed some games. Uh, Winnetonka, coming off their first loss, went down to Harrisonville and played a game and got beat 75-41. But they went and played the game and went and tried to find a, a better team to play or you know to, to help themselves. And I think this is a lot about schools that are willing to do that. Sometimes it's not a good idea. Sometimes you're going to play somebody and you're going to get beat up even right. more than you were right. <laughs> before. And taking a week off is not a bad thing. And I would say there's a lot of years where I kind of look at both Kansas and Missouri and I think, okay, do we need to let everybody make the playoffs? There's some teams that just don't deserve it and all that. But I think the fact that both these states allow everybody to make the playoffs, uh, that has helped in the matchmaking process this year in that like, okay, we're not afraid to go over the, yeah. the state line and play a school with an enrollment of a thousand more kids. We're not afraid of that loss. We're still going to make the playoffs in our state, in our classification. It's not going to, I mean, we'll have maybe a worse record if we do take that L, but we're still going to get to the tournament and we'll be able to do some things there. So that I think has helped tremendously in being able to have all these teams get as many of their games in as possible. Yeah. And, you know, on the Missouri side, the formula takes into account like strength of schedule and, and you know, yes. size of school and things like that. So it, it will help you even in a loss that, you know, the, you know, the old joke was when it first came out, you know, a Pembroke Hill could go out and schedule nine class six schools go oh and nine and still be a two or a three seed. Really? Yeah, right. And the first, and the first few years, a team that is very good now. And at the time, I think in like 2011, 2012 was not good at all was West Plains. I mean, they're in the top two or three of class four right now in, in Missouri. And, they were over like most of the season and they were sitting at the six seed out of eight for a long time because they had played web city and all these really good teams. And they actually were, you know, they were one year, they were sniffing hosting a playoff game without winning a single game. Wow. They got really close to a four seed because their level of competition was so yeah. good. Yeah. So yeah, that's the one thing that the Kansas, that's a, that's an adjustment they could make. I don't know what they want to do there. They've, they've got, done a little more, you know, the winning percentage and the head to heads in there now this year. And then the average of the, points and and that kind of thing so there's they're they're adjusting on the fly which everyone is missouri was just a little bit more able to do that because they already had that system in place though there are those will tell you if you look at some of the districts there are teams that have played two games that have jumped from you know eight with a 0, 0.0 score to 50 some points because they beat two good teams and they're at the one and two district now everybody plays everybody and the good teams usually rise to the top, but it's, it's sometimes it's the team you don't have to play or the back-to-back -back games against the good teams you don't have to play. And, and, you know, that's where, you know, look at a district where Grain Valley is. They lost last week to Raytown. They're sitting in the two spot behind Belton. Well, they play Belton this week. If they beat Belton, that ensures them a one seed. And so they only have to play probably the winner of a, of a Belton-Raytown game down the line. If they lose, they drop to a three seed, which means they would have to yeah. beat Belton and Raytown, who they have, would have lost to in the last two weeks. So, uh, it, it's, it, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat evidently. And we're, we've tried some new things this year and we'll see what it works. And I'm hoping that this will allow people to kind of come out of their, you know, formatted. This is how we do things. This is the only way we do things. And especially when it comes to football, think in terms that football is not like other sports in any way, the amount of games you play, how often you play, how it's structured. It's not softball. It's not volleyball. Stop thinking that you have to treat football exactly like you treat everything else. Meaning if I'm in a conference for all my other sports and it helps me for scheduling, which it totally does, there's no law that says I have to be in a conference to help me schedule football. Mm -hmm. There's only nine games. If I'm an AD, I ought to be able to go out and get that scheduled up. Yeah.
at so, least allow a couple of weeks in there at least more than to I mean, go out on. and play some some non-cons the right? sunflower league is too big it's ridiculous and manhattan and topeka high school tried to get in they wanted to get into i was like are you kidding me manhattan it's already 14 teams well, you're gonna go play girls golf on a wednesday in manhattan if you're shawnee mission yeah. south right come on i mean that's just stupid well, I, the look, there's a model on the, the Missouri side, the Sun, uh, Suburban Conference, which I think is a great con- the yes. great model that the EKL and Sunflower could come together. And, and the UKC more teams well. and uh, KCK and, and put it together and have something that makes more sense. All right, let's, we're done talking about leagues. Let's look <laughs> ahead to playoffs here. We talked about the KCK schools not playing. Yes. Uh, a, what a number of St. Louis schools still are playing, right? Um, yeah, the St. Louis City Schools, they call it the Public League, which is St. Louis yeah. City schools uh hazelwoods and mcclure's yeah and i think um i think that i think the st louis city schools include like rittner and vachon and, and a few of those but i think those are the ones that are going to play in the spring um they're gonna have their own little city championship basically they won't involve playoffs or a state championship how's that going to how those missing teams right now for the fall how's that going to affect the playoffs in kansas and missouri well the one thing missouri did is they districted after teams had to make that saying hey we're going spring so their districts are spread out accordingly. And then a lot of those districts had teams that weren't playing yet. And then things changed. And then the last three or four weeks, they've come in. They actually had two schools who were not going to play, had decided to go spring Cardinal Ritter and St. Mary's, and they had to put them into a district. And so they slid them into a district there on the Kansas side. They already had their, their districts or, you know, the brackets split in half. So in six, a it's 13 teams or 14 teams. Like I, I, I forget the count. And in 5A, it's 13 teams. So the, those first two teams in 6A on the west side or on the east side will get a bye, which I think right now is Olathe North and Shawnee Mission Northwest. It is 13 in, in 5A on the and east side. And 13 in 5A. So the top three teams there uh, will get But buys. I think all the west is fine, right? 16, the west is fine. 5A yeah. and 6A, yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, so Lawrence and Free State go the other direction. They'll have to play a first-round game. I mean, Lawrence will be the, is the one seed, but they'll have to play a first-round game. Not yeah. that I feel bad whoever that team is going to be because Lawrence right. is <laughs> pretty good <laughs> so. right uh, right absolutely all right let's get to the remax big three games of the week here you can find those on prepskc.com um and we start with the uh I might as well start with the how about missouri side for once as i'm trying to refresh uh my, my page here i don't remember but let's I, I know off top of my head <laughs> you, you uh well, memorized talk, by now let's yeah, talk about talk, lexington game yeah lexington richmond you know lexington eight and no playing really well coming off a, a win over lafayette county who had one loss coming into that game and that was to Richmond and now they're playing Richmond this week and Richmond has one loss to a Southern Boone team. It's a really a pretty good team. They just fell out of the rankings in class three this week. Their, their schedule was kind of brutal. They, their losses were to like Odessa and Tonganoxie. They came over and played Tonganoxie and I think Blair Oaks. So I mean, <laughs> Southern Boone has earned uh, their right, but no, that's a good game for both those schools. You know, Lexington's in class two and uh, they're in the same district with St. Pius. So there's an outside chance Lexington could sneak in and get that number one seed. St. Pius has got Savannah this week. So there's a lot on the line for both these teams in these games because Richmond's trying to get their good seed. They can win the conference uh, for the first time in a while. Lexington hasn't had an outright conference uh, win in the MRVC East in uh, more than a decade, I think. And they've, they've shared it a couple of times in the last uh, five years. So uh, it's, it's kind of the old MRVC before they split into, into um, divisions. Uh, this is, these are two of the teams that were there for a long time and, uh, these are towns that know each other really well, and it's a fun game. Yeah. Uh, Odessa hosting Harrisonville. When was the last time Odessa lost a football game? 
they are at this will be this will be 22 in a row yeah so um, it's probably what, 13 last year and no 15 last year so 15 and 15 seven last year. year okay and and they haven't lost a regular now. season game since the last game of 2017 to harrisonville a harrisonville team that won no they didn't win the state championship that year they won the year before so uh, that's that's a you know this is a good rivalry and, and and it's been the last game of the season the last few years and you know with harrisonville being in class four and odessa being in class three and and two teams that have a chance to go deep it's definitely a game um that is a tough one at the end of the season odessa is just playing well they took last week off because uh or two weeks ago off because they they just weren't going to schedule another game two days out uh then they handled their business last week 47 to nothing and uh, in a win and and oh, you know harrisonville on the other hand Went out and they had to go scramble and get some games. And went and got McDonald County, hung 70 on them. Got Winnetonka, hung 70 on them. Chase Reynolds, their outstanding junior tailback, 395 yards and eight TDs. I mean, he's putting up, you know, nationwide leading numbers. I mean, he's in the top 10 in the nation and rushing uh, on some lists. And, um, you know, he's a, he's definitely a weapon. But Odessa is Odessa. I mean, they, they are – I don't know if they're as good as last year, but I don't know if that matters. <laughs> I mean, right. I think for, for at least – uh, through a run to about the semifinals, they may be, you know, um, cruising along like they were last year. So it's a great game for both these teams, especially as they go in. Conference implications, well, Oak Grove and Warrensburg each have one loss too, but they haven't played everybody. And Harrisonville, has, you know, they haven't played, you know, Oak Grove didn't play Harrisonville. Warrensburg didn't play Odessa. So it's that's kind of a mess. I don't worry about that when they all haven't played each other. All right, Belton and Grain Valley, maybe a game we didn't see uh, early season on our radars being a great one, but you have one undefeated team. I'm still trying to figure out how, how we don't have two undefeated teams in this one, and Grain Valley losing to Raytown last week. Yeah, I think, you know, Raytown's kind of got Grain Valley's number, and hmm. um, they got up on them, and, and Raytown, Raytown's a team. If they get up on you, it's hard to come back on them. They're, they're pretty good when they've got the lead, and Grain Valley hadn't played a close game in a month. I mean, they just come out, and, you know, the week before – William Crispin got up on them like 12, seven. And then they run off like 40 some points and win 50 something to, to 12. And that to me was a first little kind of like, okay, they need to wake up and kind of get going. And I think maybe that carried over a little bit. I think they're awake now. Yeah. <laughs> they're lost. I mean, cause they're sending it to two seed right now. And really if it stops where it's at right now, they would lose it because they've lost to Raytown. So they need to get that one seed and they need to be belt. Belt on the other hand has just been just so solid all season long. They've got the win over Raytown. They, you know, they've got that hammer there. And this is a tough game. I mean, Belton's going to shorten the game. They're going to run the ball. They're going to, you know, be physical. Uh, and Grain Valley's, you know, got a dual threat quarterback in Cole Keller. And uh, this is a this is probably, you know, a good chance these two teams might see each other again, depending on who comes out of that that kind of two, three spot into the into the one spot. So it's it's a it's a good run for class five football. This is a great way to end the season uh, for both these teams. Over on the Kansas side, Lewisburg and Paola in a Frontier League battle. How's that league shaking out so far? Well, it's it's been Paola, Tongue, and Oxy all season long. But, you know, Lewisburg and Piper and some of those other teams are kind of up in that upper half as well. And, you know, Paola's coming off a, a much closer than anticipated game with Eudora last week, 31-26. And they've kind of had that – they had, a you know, a, a Spring Hill game where they only won by one score, and then they've just rolled, and then now they've had this Eudora. So I wonder if they're kind of waking up again. Lewisburg is, you know, they had the week where they only had 13 players yeah. um, and that, you know, they're, they've been kind of battling some of that stuff. Uh, so no, they're, this is a tough game. I think pale is the better team here, but this has been the last game of the season for these two teams for, you know, this is the 11th season of preps KC. And I'm pretty sure 
it's been the last game of the season for the two of them for a long time, because back in the old districts, they were always in a district together and they always played each other. I mean, when Lewisburg was winning a state title, they had to get, they had to beat Paola twice, beat him the last week of the season, then beat him in the semifinals. Uh, and, and one of the best mud games you're ever going to see, those are still some of my favorite photos, I think from our first, first couple of years. Uh, but no, it's a fun one between those two teams. Uh, and definitely they, they measure each other, uh, you know, two years ago, the last team to beat Pale in the regular season was Lewisburg the last week of the season two years ago. Yeah. Who, uh, who is the biggest threat to Bishop Miege in 4A this year? Is it, is it Paola? Is it Tonganoxi? Or is it maybe someone else? Or is it Bishop Miege? They're, they're, still, they're still the top dogs. You know, I'll tell you right now, I, I go back and forth between Tonganoxi and Paola. That was a one-score game between the two of them, and they didn't. Yeah. And, and Tonganoxi didn't have their quarterback. Blake Pogge for that game. He was out for a couple games. But, but Carroll ran all over Miege, right? And Tonganoxi, I mean, that's that's all they that's do. Their, yeah, but they can throw it too, though. Pogge and Dallas Vaughn, their outstanding tight end. They've got some players. If you want to talk about running all over them. Garrett Williams, the pale offense, can run it, and then he can pull it back and throw it too. Those two teams, I, I've got them pretty even there. I, I You know, if you're Miege, you don't want to have to play them both. You want to be on the other side of the both of them. Mm-hmm. You want them to have to go through each other to get to you. And, and, and but at the same time, if, if you're Miege and, 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 and John Holmes knows this, he's like, no, no, this is a, this is a deep year. And, and, you know, like they're playing the game against Shiny Mission Northwest. He's like, I need every tough, I, I know I got losses, but he goes, I need every tough game I can get. And he said this, you know, they, you know, placed a lot of running teams and they're playing Northwest and, and they've got a, a spread team. So no, this is, this is a year that they're going to, if Miege earns it, this is going to be the best one getting out of this side. I mean, last year was a little better, but Pale was banged up by the time they got to him. Yeah. Speaking of Miege, they take on Shawnee Mission Northwest, who just – they play classic games every week. It seems yeah. like so much fun with uh, with Ty Black and quarterback Bo, his dad, uh, coaching him up as well. Uh, they play they play, they play play fun games. So does Miege. Who do you like in this one? I've kind of got to lean towards Shawnee Mission Northwest. I think that they learned something in that Aquinas game. But the thing about it is, is the teams that have beaten – that have beaten Miege have run the ball and stopped the run. And, and Northwest isn't necessarily a running team, but Ty Black and, 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 the, and the tailback Mitchell can can get some things going, but they're not a pound at you or option football team, which has given Miege a problem. So I fully expect a shootout that's going to go right down to the end. And I mean, you could see some big numbers out of both the quarterbacks in this game. Uh, and then last but not least, Blue Valley West uh, and Blue Valley Northwest. This is the repeat week for uh, Blue yes. Valley schools this week, huh? <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, it's it's fun that they played each other twice. And, you know, Blue Valley West was the odd man out the first week, so they had to wait. And they played Northwest, who was, got off to that really good start. Um, but now West is coming off of a good win over Blue Valley North last week where they came from behind and got that. They're a young team. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk to C- Coach Korkenmeyer. He really likes – how they've kind of just grown. Uh, they have a very small senior class. It's a good leaders. They've done everything they needed to do. Just, you know, they knew there was going to be a lot. Of, and they're playing with some sophomores um, that have stepped up and because they've got some injuries too. But no, I think this is a good test for both these teams. Northwest is much improved and they're still young. That's a junior laden team. Um, yep. So no, it's a, it's a fun one for these two teams to be able to see each other. And depending on how it falls, they could play three times. And we were having the discussion yeah. with coach Korkenmeyer. He goes, we're assuming that if we play a third time, that no no other teams in Kansas have ever played three times in one season. Though, who knows, because back in the day, they could have played each other three times. I didn't know that Platte County had played Lansing in 1911 until the other day. This is, They're playing them this week. 
it's the second time there's yeah. always weird stuff that's happened by the way the, the chiefs were the the chiefs weren't even the first team to play on monday for three out of four weeks in the nfl the miami seahawks did it okay of course <laughs> the miami seahawks did it back in the 1940s so it's been a you know there's always crazy stuff that's happened in the past mm -hmm. but that is my next question blue valley didn't want to play anybody else besides Blue Valley in the regular season, but they are fine going to the playoffs, correct? Playing yes. In fact, Blue Valley High School, they let, they let Blue Valley High School pick up St. James this week. And that's a good game for both those teams going into their postseason. You know, we're talking about 4A. We didn't even talk about St. James. Right. <laughs> and that's another team to keep an eye out for. So, no, and Blue Valley is getting better. I mean, they, they, they had some big time defections. You know, Jake Wolf moved to Texas and Chase Jans yeah. are at tailback, decided to, I'm just going to play baseball this year. So it took them a week or two to kind of get their feet under them. Um, and, and that's the sad, look, the kids that are playing now are doing a good job. And I think blue Valley is getting better and they're going to be a tough team. But the sad factor, if you're a blue Valley, blue Valley fan is they had a chance with those two guys to be really, really good. I mean, that's the, and, that's the thing. And, and the 6A class that might be up for grabs this year, Yeah, the way Derby's yeah. played. And, you know, I don't know who's the favorite on the East side. Is it like the North? Is it Lawrence? All right. Lawrence is on the West side. Yeah. Is it China Mission Northwest? Northwest? Yeah. We saw Gardner Edgerton play well. Carter Edison's played well. Yep. They beat Mill Valley, didn't they? They did. Without, <laughs> without the quarterback and the left tackle, but no, they did. They uh, they, they, they beat us. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it's, it is pretty wide open. It's much like 4A is in terms of you're going to have to – you're going to have some early games that, uh, you know, you're going to have to beat somebody. You know, that's why for Olathe North and China Mission Northwest, they keep those top two spots, man. That's somebody you don't have to play. I mean, that's yeah. a week off. You get a little healthier and um, that kind of thing. So, you know, and, and you never know. I mean, you know, we – we now go into, we talk about changing games and moving things around. When you're in the postseason and you have to quarantine, your season is over. Over. So we don't, we haven't seen that yet. I hope it doesn't happen right. because the playoffs naturally eliminate teams. Yes. We hope that all the healthy teams can keep going and playing. Yeah. Um, I had somebody ask me like, what happens if two teams, you know, have to both, you know, they both quarantine. Does the next, and that's another the next team gets a bye. It just goes on and, you know, yeah, it, it is what it is. It's you know that you have to. So it, you know, you talk about uh, the the Lexington coach told us that, you know, when their their kids thought that their season was done, and then they got a reprieve and got it back. He goes, he goes, you wouldn't believe how strict these kids are on social distancing and masks, and not you know, and 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 taking care of their bubble and keeping it as tight as it can be. So it's, I you know, some some people take it more seriously than others. That's that's the way it is. But you know, it's definitely been, been an interesting season. We'll see how it goes from here. Yeah, I, I personally applaud all the players, all the coaches, and all the staff out there and uh, the administration for getting all these games in. It's been great uh, yes. to see, um, you know, pretty much an entire season get played all around uh, Kansas City and cross your fingers for the postseason because that begins next week. All right, Dion, thanks so much for the time. It's always fun. Thanks to you as well. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.